The part of me feels like this is not a make or break year for Justin Wilcox, but I think this is really a chance for him to prove that he's the guy here. I think this is his most vital year, more than his third or fourth year, because if he can prove he's capable of doing things in his second year, let's go back to last year. They win five games. They lost in a double overtime against Arizona. They lost to USC in the fourth quarter because of Ross Fowler interception. They lost to Stanford because of a Ross Fowler's interception on the game-winning drive. That'd be one of the greatest coaching turnarounds in college football history. Here's the handoff to Laird. Laird bouncing around. Does he get there? Yes! Touchdown! Bear! Nuclear energy. Here's the snap. Costello under heavy protection. Throws midfield. Intercepted! Powers in the pistol. Where the running back? And he's going to get it. No, they're going to play action. Ross Powers on the bootleg! Touchdown, Bears! Tonight of Bear Talk here in Berkeley. As we get set to talk all things Cal Sports, Sam Wiseman here with you alongside Joe Scarmuza, McCoy Cantwell, and for the first time, we are joined by special guest and former Cal baseball player Matt Ladresh. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm happy to be here. Glad to have you. Former Cal baseball player, Diamondbacks player at one point, Matt Ladresh. Very excited. We got a lot of Cal football to get to, got some Cal baseball to get to as well. Oh, boy. That was, a, that was a good one, McCoy. <laughs> Love that. All right. Well, I'm excited to talk Cal football. Uh, Pac-12 football media day was last week, and we are just two days away from the start of Cal football fall camp. And, oh, boy, it's going to be a, a fun year. We were talking about the win over under, five and a half, six for this uh, this Cal team this year. But I don't know, guys. I, I, I think we, we should start with the with the offense and with uh, with what we're looking at as we go into fall camp this year. So, Without further ado, let's get to it. Well, of course, QB situation shaky as always, um, and that's always a we great lost way our, to start. That's we lost a our, great way to start. Joe, you, <laughs> we lost one of our all-time leading rushers, of course, to the NFL. Um, oh my God, Joe! You're of course, not, we're retaining most of our other pieces. I mean, offensive line. We had a couple guys drafted, right? I just want to start with saying that that was personally depressing to me, how you came back from two months well, of not being Well, it was here. personally depressing to me, to me that you said, let's start with the offense. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We've been, a pretty de- we've been a pretty steady defensive power. Uh, I'm not sure power is the right word, but definitely a defensive presence. How about that? Yeah. I'd say power. Power, okay. Top 10 interceptions in the country last That's year. That's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Thanks to a special bowl that we will not speak the name of in the studio. <laughs> it's a, Listen, I think that the the benchmark should be to get back to you know if if a Pac-12 team could still get into the Cheez-It Bowl, the benchmark would be to get back to the Cheez-It Bowl. Mainly because honestly, just, any Nabisco snack I'll be happy with. I love <laughs> if we can get into any any snack food bowl. I ate Cheez-Its before I came here. This is starting to sound like pale. <laughs> so good, so good. It was it was delicious. Listen, I'll accept Cheez Its in trade for any anything you want me to say on air. I'm just going to put that out there. I just want to mention that the second we started talking about snack food, an ad for Ritz crackers came up on my computer, and that's how they get you. And that's how they get watch you. It. Anyway, you mentioned uh, you mentioned the offense and the QB battle, and let's uh, let's let's start there. 
with the quarterback battle. Yeah, I think from you know what I've read, I think Garbers is from the amount of games he played last year, the amount of tick he got. I know Devon Modster came in and um, you know threw a good deep ball, but I I think it, it sounds like from everything you know we're hearing that um, you know Garbers can be the guy, and you know I hope that's the case. I know he's been a, from what I've heard, a great teammate, great leader, and um, you know we'd be naive to think that we're not going to live and die by the quarterback position. I think there's there's just yeah, Very clear. I, I mean, so long as we don't end up playing uh, quarterback musical chairs and, you know, have four different people playing the position by the end of the season. I mean, I don't expect, and I rarely expect, unless you've got, you know, some sort of superstar, a, any college team to have the first, uh, to have the uh, same opener as you have on, you know, your final, final game, whether that's in a championship or otherwise. But... Uh, I mean, Garbers puts up a. You'd need to have a regression for there to not be a uh, convincing case for him. Well, think about this. This is almost exactly where we were at this exact time last year, right before fall camp. And the quarterback battle looks almost exactly the same. Last year was Ross Bowers coming in with experience under his belt. It's Chase Garbers this year, right? Got a transfer coming in. Last year, that was Brandon McElwain. This year, Devon Modster, right? And it's, well, there was, you know. Narrowing it down to those two guys, pretty similar situations. And we saw what happened last year with playing all those different quarterbacks and uh, how that worked out for the team. I um, I don't know. I There were a lot of guys saying, you know, as... Probably was great for jersey sales. Yeah. Probably well, incredible. As the team got into Pac-12 play, I heard a lot of people say, you know, they got to pick a quarterback down the stretch. You know, it wasn't the worst strategy for, you know... Part of the season, right? Yeah, keep the, them like, on their toes. The non-conference part, right? You go to the Arizona game, and that's kind of where things started falling apart with yeah. the mm-hmm. multiple quarterback thing. But uh, you know, I, I'm still not convinced that they that the Justin Wilcox is not going to play two guys in the season opener, especially against UC Davis. Yeah, I mean, it got to the point last year where you had the explosiveness from McElwain, which is you know a huge plus, especially the Arizona game you just mentioned. He breaks a couple thirty-yard runs for a touchdown, and everything's great, but you know, when you're in the red zone and you throw a couple of costlier exactly. other way around, you throw a pick six to, to essentially take him out of the game, it's you're kind of playing this teeter-totter of explosiveness versus reliability. And, um, you know, I think that's going to be something that's in Coach Wilcox's head going into the whole thing, just kind of seeing it through a little bit of a different lens than last year, I would think. But, um, you know, I th- we're talking about a, a, a quarterbacking um, unit that as a total, there are 16 touchdowns and 20 interceptions and to do as well as they did with those numbers i'm i mean like you said if we if he can regress back just just a little bit i think they're gonna have a really good shot to to be a good team if not a great team well uh, you look at the quarterback position but let's look around the quarterback position because you got the well i won't say battle at running back got a couple guys who they're gonna play at running back marcel dancy chris brown but you lose a lot of guys this year and joe you mentioned Patrick Laird, yeah. gone. Another. Uh, as well as fullback. Yeah. Malik McMorris, my right. my boy. Love Malik. He Everybody awesome. loves he Malik. Awesome. He's great. He's um He did well in the in track and field this year. Yeah, because we, we shared the locker room down there, and he'd throw the shot put and just <laughs> see him go bounce back and forth and then see him catching touchdowns. He's, uh, that was great. Yeah, he's was special. Great. He was a special player, man. He's great. I honestly think that for athletes, like so- solid athletes, it just must be so fun to do any of the field events that aren't your natural one. Yeah. Like just messing around, 
do the shot put. Hammer throw. Hammer throw. There ja- we go. Oh, javelin. Javelin. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's yeah. dangerous if you're not doing that with the right form. Actually, honestly, any of those are dangerous without the right form. The discus. Discus. I did the discus in middle school. Really? That's a true. It's a true story. You can look it up. I, I can got see my that. Eighth place. Is that it's, just a heavy frisbee? Or? It is exactly. It's a heavy frisbee, but you got to throw it with your hand. It's like it rests mm-hmm. between your palm and your elbow. Oh, okay. So you hold it in. You hold it inwards, and then you you whirl around and throw it. It's also. It's crazy to think that frisbee has evolved so much in the two thousand years <laughs> since the ancient Olympian Absolutely. games. The discus throw is still how I make ninety percent of my basketball free throws. <laughs> <laughs> So you got you got a lot of side spin on them. So if, it, if that's how you make ninety percent, but what's your percentage of actual free throws? Hey, hey, is it there with magic? Jack? This yeah. is a safe. <laughs> this is a safe space, please. Safe city. Oh my god. Uh, well, there's the offense. Uh, I don't know who you guys see at running back, at tight end. Pretty large group at tight end, actually. Uh, not too many. Not too much of an issue there. I don't think. At least finding the depth. But at wide receiver, you know, Brandon McWayne might have been going out there, right? And, you know, saw him working at it in spring ball. It was, um, it was good to see him transitioning, uh, transitioning positions. He has, you know, pretty good hands. But he's gone, and I don't know who you guys see taking over there, a wide receiver. Yeah, I, I mean, we were kind of discussing before this, I think, and Nico Romillo, he's really, from what I've heard, you know, transformed his body, transformed himself as a player. Um, and especially returning kicks as well. So I think he has an opportunity to be a pretty explosive special player. And then, you know, if Jordan Dunk's coming back, and, you know, he, he we all know he can do some things, but mm-hmm. um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, to definitely. See. I think both those guys showed a little bit of promise last year. And, I mean, in the absence of the, the, the highest performers last year, um, they'll probably step up even more, of course, as natural. I totally forgot Jordan Duncan was just all the injury issues he's had right. in this past year. But yeah, Jordan Duncan, playmaker for sure. And then at tight end, I can't believe we just skipped over McAllen Castles. And that is a guy who, you know, hmm. got to redshirt last year. So I thought they had used him more than they actually did last year. But he, it's with the four game rule, he's, he got to redshirt, got a couple of snaps in, and one early game and a few late games. But yeah, he's supposed to be, uh, well, we'll get to see during fall camp, but. He, yeah, was he the, was he the one from Marin from outside Marin? I have to check. I think he was. I, think I mean, was. going back to the expected uh, number two and three, you got number one still at Jordan Duncan, but expected two and three wideouts are going to be uh, Nico Remigio and uh, Jeremiah Hawkins. Yeah, Jeremiah Hawkins, Jalen Hawkins, dynamic duo. No. So, so hopefully not a bygone era quite yet. Big the, play capability. The Hawkins cousins. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of the other Hawkins, let's talk defense. And this is the part that I'm excited for. This is Me the too. exciting yeah. part. All right. <laughs> We've eaten our vegetables. Part that makes us smile. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Uh, oh, boy. Broccoli Evan, ice cream. Evan Weaver. I think it says a lot. The two right. guys that Cal Football took to media day were Cam Bynum and Evan Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. So... Oh my, Evan Weaver! Oh, what a beast! Oh, what a guy! They got he to missed, pick straws out of a hat. He missed what? Really? <laughs> no. He, he, he missed like what? It was some. He missed like fourteen percent of his tackles, I think, only in the Pac-12 last year, which was the first in the Pac-12. Evan Weaver, and then Coin Dang. He's also my boy. He's he's my new Malik McMorris. My 
There we go. <laughs> my, my star, my my shining. Uh, Your I could North remember, star. If yeah. I could remember Your... Walt Whitman quotes, I would I would use them. But uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and then especially Cameron Good coming back too, who they missed all last year. Yeah, that was brutal. Him coming back, I've heard he's put on 10, 15, 20 pounds, and everyone says he's the best athlete on the team. So him coming back, new and improved, is pretty scary to to add on to it already scary defense yeah especially from a db perspective i think we are gonna be as good as last year and better um linebacker wise we lost some key parts so we'll see about that but i'm hoping at least from the interception standpoint maybe we can get some energy as we did last season we had like we were like number one in the country for the first like four or five weeks hopefully that can hold us over while we um figure out our QB situation worst case scenario if we need some you know if we if we need some on the defensive line just re you know reinstitute that free late night at uh at the crossroads (laughs) dining hall and just pile in freshmen non-stop don't let them leave (laughs) does that not exist anymore not no 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 no, it it does exist now well they got rid of it last they got rid of it when I was a freshman which Mm -hmm. was great and then uh, they brought it back mid-year last year but it's different but they brought it back in like a a pay your way system. Yeah. It was. It's always we hate privatizing the dining hall. <laughs> when there's a police officer in there, I think that's what's kind of <laughs> people realize. I don't know. <laughs> just they're the meanest ladies kick people out at oh. like two a.m. Anyway, it was uh, the pancakes and the chicken tenders. It's my diet. Oh yeah, Matt's good. Hundred percent worth it. <laughs> well, uh, the sunflower cutlet. It's, Go on. it's a good strategy. McCoy. You know, you, you know what'll help jersey sales? I think having a defense where everyone gets one interception. That's my. That's mm-hmm. my personal goal right there d-line hey there you go just just change the just change the line like the actual people standing on the field change the arrangement yeah change it every single play so that they can never get a libero someone with an off-color jersey they can they can freely substitute defensively i think that just have people wearing like scrimmage jerseys yeah i'm gonna write that down actually run on in there you go yeah save that for flag football (laughs) Um, the, uh, Ashton Davis is what I want to talk there about. There we go. I totally, yeah, that was one of my total He's great. great. He is great. He's, he's awesome. He's also, like, my personal hero. Another track guy. You've yeah. got three personal heroes. I'm writing that one down. Good speed. He run, we'd see him run down the track. It's like, he floats. It's I'd a, like it's, to see him throw a shot, but. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you have a good idea of what shot put, put a shot. Hey, uh, my my cousin, albeit distantly related, was the previous world champion of the shot put, Christian Cantwell. Look it up. Y'all see it. It was like 2012. Okay. Well, while we get a fact checker on McCoy's unverified, <laughs> just because someone has the last, same last name as you doesn't mean that you're a distant cousin. I mean, we're distant cousins somewhere. Sam. Like, I know a guy named Kevin Smith. He's not the Kevin Smith. It's a big difference. Have you ever seen them in the same room at the same time? Okay, I don't want a holiday. I don't want to. There we go. I don't want to. Over Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Oh, okay. Think about this anymore. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get on Cal football, fall camp, two days preview. But what is it? 25, 24, 24 days. 25 days. 25 days is how long it is until game one, UC Davis in Berkeley. I'm. We're ready. We're ready on CalX. By the way, you're listening to 90.7 mm-hmm. FM, KALX Berkeley, your best source for all things Cal sports and your only source for Cal football, basketball, and baseball. 
It's a little plug right there, of course, what that was. No, yeah, it's going to be here on Calix. 3.30 Pacific time is the kickoff on August 31st. You can catch coverage right here at 3.15 p.m. Pacific time. McCoy, you're going to be there. I'm excited. Can't wait. Yeah, right? UC Davis, Washington, North Texas, Ole Miss. First month of the season. Kind of brutal first month. Actually. That is a very brutal first month. Yeah. You start off nice and slow with UC Davis, and then, you know, probably the second hardest game of the year, Washington on the road, which, oh, man. Washington's two- currently, I mean, the odds makers in Vegas, they've picked them to uh, to win the conference pretty handily. The only ones kind of on their tail are Utah. I would say, well, we'll get to that later, but Washington, that Washington game two years ago, on the road for Cal was where everything started to fall apart. Like really, I don't know if you got mad. You oh, I, I distinctly was remember it thirty-five because to seven. It or? was my first, you know, it was my first Cal football uh, season experience, and, and I was yeah. being and I was being told, "Hey, have some faith." And then, wow, I mean, I, well, lesson. I think it fell apart at when really fell apart at homecoming when we lost our homecoming game by more than thirty to a UCLA team that I don't believe had yet won a game. No, 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 no. That was U.S. No, no, no. USC was... We'll have to go, but no, no. UCLA was the last game of the season that year. I remember. Because that was the game where we played Devon Modster in that game two years ago. Homecoming... I remember the USC game was where Ross Bowers threw like four fourth quarter oh, interceptions. Yeah, when he started even throwing it straight up in the air. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Anyway, we had UC Davis got Washington. It's that... called a jump ball. Yeah. yeah. In North Texas, and then Ole Miss. And of the first five games of the season, three of them are going to be night games for Cal. Two of them, two of those night games are on the road. It's not a super friendly schedule. Uh, but, you know, other than the Washington game, probably Ole Miss. I think we'll see We'll see Utah. That's going to be challenging. But Oregon is probably, I think, going to be the hardest environment. Oregon on the road. I say Oregon is probably the hardest game of the year. With all of that, what do you guys have as the uh, the win total for this Cal team this year? Win total for the Cal team this year, or win total through those five games? Win total this year. <laughs> win total this year? Yeah, g- give us the record, McCoy. We're going to stake you to it. Don't stake me to it yet. <laughs> it's Oregon State for homecoming this year, so there's no chance of a total collapse. Okay, that's fair. We, I, can, actually, I say, we have at least... Well, hold on. I say no chance except Oregon State did that to Colorado last year. That was... You know, Colorado is, what, 0 for their last 9 uh, in games where they could be bowl eligible? The, they're on the verge of bowl eligibility. They're 0-9 in those games. It's terrible. That's not what you want to see. Anyway, McCoy, let's go. Let's do it. We're going to go around the room. Let's not start with me. All right, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little warm, but I think they win eight games. Spicy take. <laughs> that is, well, hold on. Very that's, warm. That's a really spicy take. I think they win. Uh, I think they lose four. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure which four they're going to I think, you know, obviously – in Autzen Stadium on the road, that's going to be tough. Drop that one. Utah on the road, even tougher. But, I mean, I, I think all these other games, they're, they're going to have a shot. Um, you know, Washington's is good, and they have the, the you know, they got the coaching and whatnot, and the uh, the program is, is established. But Cal's going to be in every game with their defense. So I know I'm a little optimistic and biased, but I think they win eight games. That's true. I think that uh, for sure they're coming out against uh, UC Davis, trying to get a little bit of. Uh, was it Davis or was it Irvine that was in the uh, women's uh, basketball championship that went further than Cal? No. What? Yes. Oh, the oh, and women's basketball. Women's basketball. I was going to say it was Irvine in, in men's basketball and women's basketball. I think it was Davis. 
I don't I don't know if that's where are you pulling all this from? McCoy? I'm pulling all this. No, from, I want to hear. I want to see where this is going. I have I'm a terrible pulling, memory. I'm so saying that right. if it is indeed UC Davis, that there's a grudge match to finish. There's no way they're dropping that. Bam. It was uh, not UC take. Davis. You think Wilcox is going to mention that like the night before? <laughs> there we go. He's going to say that hey, in the team huddle. We're not going to remember. We're not going to forget about that. There's no. What year are you talking about, dude? UC Last Davis. Year? Oh my god. <laughs> Perhaps my memory is more faulty than Cal I played seem the, to lead Cal on. played Santa Barbara last year, the Gauchos, right? You, you remember right, that in yeah. women's basketball right. last year? And they they were losing pretty bad. But then no, they... I don't mean that Cal uh, lost to Davis. I just think that in terms of the actual bracket, I oh thought Davis had moved on this further. Is, it's too much time to be spending on something that, that we could Google. It is. All right. But Anyways. sure, it's a motivating factor. It, imagined or real. It's the perception that counts. That's right. That's right. If, What's your win total? Thinking, you're asking for my win total? Yeah. Okay. Just say a number. They're picking up Davis. I'm going to be a little bit more conservative than eight. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, but I am going to go with seven, which is not, you know, it's not completely outside the realm of possibility. Eight. That's a really comfortable win total. That's seven I with mean, a shot at eight right that's there. Seven with, that's seven with a shot at eight. I mean, I say that if we can... I don't know how well we'll be able to compete against, like you said, Oregon on the road or, uh, uh, well, Arizona State at home. That'll be nicer that it's a home game, but still, they've, Sun Devils always have a. That game's on a Friday night. Herm Edwards. <laughs> Friday night, 7.30, Friday night lights. And two bye weeks this year. Yeah. Okay. Well, nice you want to hear my win total? Yeah, I do. Too. My win total, I think they have a ceiling of eight, but. I'm going to go for five. Zero. <laughs> because, oh, God. Because I, I really don't see a way that they can take Here, keep, a win keep. at Washington week two. This is how you know that just we're, because, we're not paid by the, by UC Berkeley yeah, to, right. to do any of this. Yeah, we, can, you, can, you walk, can you walk me through the seven losses? Right. So I don't I don't see any way we can, at week two, be mature enough to, to, to beat this like more established team, Washington. Who's obviously yeah. favored to win uh, the Pac-12? Ole Miss. I'm an SEC guy. I watch a lot of SEC ball. I don't see us winning away at Ole Miss, no matter what stage in the season. Okay. Um, I'd say like if we look farther down, I'd say at Stanford, at UCLA, at Utah. I'd say I'd probably and at Oregon. I'm not really sure, but I'd say we can pick up like like I I, I agree with you hard in your statement that you said um, defense will keep us in the games. So I think a lot of the the more like competitive Pac-12 games that we're going to have later in the season, uh, we're going to be in them. So I think our ceiling is eight, maybe nine. I mean, just saying. But I think really also all of them could, I'll bump mine up could go, <laughs> all of them could go wrong. So. Well, I think with an uncertain quarterback situation, you're going to you're gonna be exposed yeah, to... I mean, it's gonna be hard. You can't really evaluate because you don't know if you're gonna get yeah. a great Chase Garbers or you know a not so great Chase. Garbers. Or like seven starting quarterbacks, like in the Cheez It Bowl. <laughs> so in Joe's mind, we either don't win a game on the road this year, or we yeah. win nine games, or we slaughter. By the way, just somewhere for the, in the just for the listeners keeping tallies of all my mistakes on air. Cal did indeed go further than UC Davis in wow. in the NCAA Women's Championship. And for that, we hope that Justin Wilcox yeah, wow. misremembers and tells the team that there's a grudge match yeah. to be settled. Wow, there goes the bulletin board material. <laughs> goes completely out the window. Why even play the game now? 
Honestly. Yeah. Sam, what do, you, Honestly. what do you think? Uh, we're going to be in the same position late in the season, I think, as last year. And even two years ago. It's going to be, you know what, because we're playing the same opponents on the road this year, it's a slightly different order as two years ago, but it's going to be a really similar situation. you got a couple teams that have flip-flopped. You know, Utah is going to be great this year. Washington State uh, was fantastic two years ago, right. and they're not going to be so great this year. Yeah. But even with all that, you go into the last three games of the season, you have USC at home, and then you go to Stanford, and you go to UCLA for the Thanksgiving game. Yeah. And I really think the Bears are going to be in a position where they're going to have six wins by the UCLA game, and they're going to need a win in the last game of the year to become bowl eligible. Yeah, bowl yeah. and actually this year we might see seven Pac-12 teams go to bowls. Seven or, or I should say, we'll definitely see seven, I think, and maybe eight. And how many of them will be snack foods? That's that's the real prize. If Cal finds it's, is it has like eight wins by UCLA, I think they need to lose the last game just to have a chance of getting into one of those food. That's true. Yeah. You, yeah. you can't get into one of the prestigious ones. You yeah. have to you have to get into some sort yeah. of dip, craft fight hunger bowl. <laughs> yeah. That's one. Or, I, I'd yeah. say yeah, camping at, world. At least six, Do they have a bowl yet? The but camping world. There's going to be a must win yeah. game in those last two weeks right there. Stanford yeah. or UCLA. Speaking of Stanford, hey, who's ready for the eight game losing streak to end? I'm ready. It drives me crazy. Maybe next year. You said eight game losing streak. It's nine. <laughs> last time that Cal I, I know I'm being last, a pessimist time, like this whole show. Time, we need it. We last need time it. Cal won was in 2009. It was before the 2010s decade. That's crazy. Hey, they could. It could just. We'll let Stanford have the whole. We just decade. have to steal back the axe. They're due. There, I've yeah, said they're it. due. They're due. If they're we let due. Stanford have the whole decade, then that means Cal's just going to win for the next ten years. That's which. Right, that's that, a trade-off I'm willing yeah. to make because then I'll, that'll happen in you know that'll happen that in my logic. senior year. Yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break and come back with the rest of the Cal sports and some uh, some MLB trade deadline talk in Ooh-hoo. our final few minutes. Stay tuned to Bear Talk here on ninety point seven FM. Again, more coming up next here on your Cal Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back to Bear Talk. Last couple minutes here, Sam Wiseman alongside Joe Scarmuza, McCoy Cantwell, and Matt Ladresh. And, oh boy, do we have some Cal Sports to talk about? Let's do some quick hits. Colin Morikawa wins his first PGA Tour event this past Congrats. week. The Barracuda Colin. Open, the only four-time All-American in Cal golf history. Right? Stud. Yes, exciting. And uh, the women's swimming team, under-23 world championships. Yeah, bringing home the medals. Not just not just women's swimming team. We've got, I mean, we've got Cal alums uh, in women's and men's. When it's coming to, uh, you've got the fifty fly with uh, uh, Farida Osman. She she won a bronze in the fifty fly. Uh, I mean, 
let me let me try and find the. It's oh a, yeah, it, there's a uh, lot. Uh, the the four by one medley relay, uh, silver for four by one, four by one hundred, four by one hundred. The four by one hundred medley uh, in men's that's got that's got uh, two Cal alums on it. Yeah, well, a lot of medals. Uh, Olympics coming up next year. We're in excited Tokyo. for Tokyo. more Tokyo. more Cal medals Off to Japan. Than, Swimming medals usually than several countries. But uh, we would be remiss with Matt Ladress here if we didn't talk some Cal baseball and some Cal baseball players. Got some guys uh, going around in summer ball. Uh, Quentin Selma was supposed to be on the Santa Barbara Foresters. I don't know if we ever. Yeah, we couldn't really get any information there, but but they just won the state championship for or the championship for the the Cal Summer Ball League. And some other guys are tearing it up. Darren Baker, yeah, Darren, he was in the it was in the Cape Cod All Star League uh, All Star game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's up in Alaska now with his dad. He's up with Dusty. He said uh, he left a little early. He's up up uh, hanging out with pops in Alaska. I think they're doing some hunting. Not or something. clogging the base paths, that's for sure. <laughs> they have. I, you guys know that that summer ball league. I I met one dude who had played in the Alaska. Ty Green. Ty Green played up there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that seems like I don't know either the coolest or the most remote experience that you could maybe both playing in Alaska. Yeah, it, and out of the park baseball 2018, I created a league entirely based in Alaska. It's fantastic. <laughs> the Anchorage Eagles have won like 30 straight World Series. <laughs> yeah, what what else is new in the world, world of Cal what? baseball? Yeah, I mean, world of Cal baseball. I mean, the uh, in, importantly, Andrew Vaughn. He has been flying absolutely flying through the minor leagues he just got promoted again actually earlier today uh up to advanced class a winston salem he is following pretty much the same path as uh, nick madrigal who's i think number one right now in the white Sox farm system number three is andrew vaughn first game hits a three-run jack yeah and nick madrigal just got called up uh, same day up to triple a there we go so... Pac-12 players could flying the, through. Could the White Sox be good in a couple of years? The is White the, Sox will the, not be good in my lifetime. <laughs> is that the bigger story here? <laughs> oh. I'm kidding. I saw the White Sox win a World Series. I just have a feeling that, that Andrew Vaughn's going to bat 320 and bat and hit 30 to 50 jacks every year for the rest you of his guys, life. You guys remember when the Tigers were good for like one year and never again? <laughs> I do. 2012. That yeah. was a good year. That was it. Yeah. That was a scary year. Justin Verlander, a pitcher, won the MVP. I'm excited for Andrew Vaughn. I am. He's it's my yeah. He's yeah. special. Man. Is it really so? Special. It's, uh, I don't know. It gives gives hope to guys with that frame everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he slimmed down a little bit. I saw the Without picture that you're showing. Oh yeah, he's thinned out. I think he was in he was in Arizona for a little bit from the AZL, and it's about 145 degrees out there. So, he <laughs> so you just lose most off. of your weight and sweat. Yeah, anyway. I guess yeah. so. Water weight. He didn't need it anyway. No, nah, yeah. of course not. Yeah. Well. And then also, also one last little tidbit, Brandon McElwain. Brandon! He's out in the Coastal Plains League. Uh, he's playing for the Florence Red Wolves. And he's batting three twenty eight, hit a couple home runs, and he's playing really good baseball. So we'll see. Yeah. Maybe this decision will, will he's pay officially, off He's officially decided to leave the football program. I mean, yeah. the, when you get drafted by the Miami Marlins, yeah, Jeets, you got to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in Miami in a couple weeks. I'm ready to have my eyes burned out by the uh, the inside of their stadium. The Don't they have a dome? Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the worst stadium in all Major League Baseball. 
Anyway, I did. I, I we are out of time. Sadly, the Nightman is next on Calix. Be sure to stay tuned. I did want to wrap up. I did have I have one last thing. Uh, I just had a friend who just got back from Vegas for her twenty first birthday. Congrats! And she wow. made she made a first ever sports bet in her life. She bet well. She bet on the Broncos over the Raiders in in week one, which I fully endorsed that bet. But yeah. uh, apparently, Caesars Palace Sportsbook has the odds of Cal winning the national championship at one thousand to one. And the I'll odds. Take those did odds. you have? Did you have her put anything down for That's you? I, I said you have to put ten bucks down on those. No, hundred. Right? I'll take. T- well, a rich man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I was actually at. I was in front of the Caesar's Palace Sportsbook when Justify won the Triple Crown. I saw oh grown men crying. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. Well, anyway, I know CU's at sixteen hundred to one, so I wouldn't want to be them this year. But anyway, that just about wraps it up for Barry Talk this week. Again, the Nightman is next. Big thanks to Matt Ladresh for joining us. Thanks, oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. Good Exciting. And then uh, for you guys as well, Joe Scarmuza and McCoy Cantwell, whose last names I did not mess up once in today's episode. My Most is, impressive. Yeah. Yes. My name is Sam Wiseman. Again, tune in to Bear Talk two weeks from tonight, every other Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time on Calix University and listener-supported radio. The Nightman is next. You're on 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley, your Cal Sports Radio Network.